Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today, you will be hearing a message from Pastor Trent Wilson of Open Door Christian Church International. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you're empowered and equipped by today's message. First Corinthians, or the, the, the book of Corinthians, is, is very interesting. Uh, it's interesting because Paul is establishing uh, a flourishing church uh, and this church is made up uh, of cross-section in my studying cross-section of the worldly worldly minded people during that time uh, the city of Corinth uh, was a major city and then the city of Corinth they were known for gambling Legalized temple prostitution, business adventures, and amusement um, that was available during that time. And so you had people coming to the city of Corinth for various reasons, but church was not one of them. Uh, the church at Corinth, the city of Corinth, when you really studied and look at it, it almost reminds you of Las Vegas. Um, anything you're looking for, you can find it. And so Paul, if you was to go to Acts chapter 18 um, and read Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 18, you would get an understanding of Paul when he now goes to Corinth. And he meets up with Aquila, Priscilla, and all of them. And they begin to start ministering. And then this church is birthed out of Acts chapter 18. And this church begins to take off. And when this church begins to take off, Paul has to teach and train and build up non-believers who have just recently started believing. And he had a major task. Because when you read the text, the first thing you have to understand, let me establish who Paul is talking to. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want you to establish this. Because I want you to understand Paul is not talking to sinners. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, it tells us who he's writing to. It says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. And so Paul wants us to understand, and I want you to get it tonight to understand, that when you read and you study Corinthians, the book of Corinthians, I want you to understand that he's talking to church folk. He ain't talking to non-believers. He's talking to church folks. He's talking to people who have accepted Jesus Christ, have accepted the message that Paul and others have been teaching. 
And he says, not only this, he tells, he says it like my grandmama said. He said, they sanctify. <laughs> that, that was a good holy word back in the day. We sanctify, we dress sanctified, we talk sanctified, we, we look sanctified. Watch this, we even smelled. Okay, y'all are not. <laughs> sanctified. Sanctified folks were set apart. You knew them. They were called names like holy rollers, funny dressers, deep folk. He says, this is, this, is, this is who we're talking to. We're talking to those who are sanctified and those that believe in Jesus Christ. In other words, we, we're talking to folks. I'm writing to people who are not club goers, not, not sinners on the outside. He says, but I'm talking to people who go to church. Then he says to him, he says, and, and when he's writing to him, watch what he says. He says, I got a problem with y'all that I'm having to write this letter. He says, and the reason I'm having a problem, because the reason I'm having to write this letter is because somebody in Chloe's house told me something that should not be. In verse 11 of chapter 1, he says, look here, it says, for For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. What's this? He says in verse 12. Now I say that each of you says, I am a Paul, or I am a Paulus, or I am a Cephas, or I am of Christ. He says, is Christ divided? Was Paul, cruci- was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? He says, I thank God I didn't, I didn't baptize none of y'all. He says, listen, Chloe or either somebody in Chloe's house told me y'all ain't acting like sanctified folk. Stay with me tonight. I'm going somewhere. He said, y'all ain't, y'all ain't acting like sanctified folks. Y'all, y'all ain't acting like those that name the name of Christ. He says, what you mean that Chloe, and I like Chloe because Chloe didn't do like some of us. We won't tell it. We won't say nothing. We'll just gossip about it. Chloe said, no, I'm telling Paul. He ain't here, but I'm telling. So Chloe or either somebody in Chloe's household say, hey, Paul, you done left. (laughs) But they ain't acting right down here. They They ain't acting like they did when you were here. They, they arguing, they fussing, they divided. Some of them, they done got to the point now they're saying stuff like, well, you know, I got say when Cephas was preaching. Well, I got say when Apollos was preaching. Well, I got saved under Paul. Well, I, 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 well, I, I ain't under none of them. I'm deep. I'm just Christ. I'm just in Christ. I ain't affiliated with nobody. Paul said the first thing we need to do, let's understand something. Stop with all of this stuff. Paul said, yeah, you might have got saved according to my word. He said, but I didn't baptize you. He said, not only that, I wasn't crucified for none of y'all. He said, so let's, let's, let's deal with this now. And so Paul, after he deals with that, now he has the first part of it. He has to deal with the reports that he's getting about division. Then the next part that you will read after he straightens out this about the division, now he has to deal with fornication that's going on in the church. 
looking at me like y'all ain't never read this. It says he has to deal with fornication. Watch this. He has to deal with it because he says, I'm getting word. Chloe or whoever told me out of Chloe's household told me that there's some incest going on in the church. He said, this ain't even supposed to be named among y'all. What y'all doing? He has to deal with incest. And then after he deals with this, now he has to deal with counseling concerning the questions that they asked that started to be legit questions. So now he's dealing with this. And, and when we get into chapter 12, because I don't have time to deal with it all, he, now when we get to chapter 12, the first thing he says to him, he said, look, now we done got the church. The church done got established. Y'all seeing God move. You're seeing people get saved. The church is flourishing. The church is growing. Now all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost that we were teaching and preaching y'all about, now we're starting to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit move in the church. And he says, and now y'all starting to have contention and you're starting to be divided about who has the special gift. And who got this gift and who got that gift and who got that gift. And so Paul, he now has the first thing he has to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is he has to say, now I don't want y'all to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. So now... I'm gone, but I got to write this letter because y'all acting like y'all ain't got no sense. And so he says, let me, let me tell you first, I don't want y'all to be ignorant. Unlearn about these spiritual gifts. He says, so let me teach you. And so he starts to teach about the gifts. <laughs> and he goes through it and he teaches about the gifts. And when he finally gets done teaching about the gifts, he starts to talk about, now he starts to talk about unity in the body. Now he starts to talk to us about being unified. Somebody say unified. And so he starts to talk to us. And when we get to verse 12, he says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. He said we one body. It's a lot of us. But we one body. We all come from different backgrounds, but we are one body. We are the Corinthians church. That's what we say at Open Door. Who are we? Revelation 3 and 8, that's who we say we are. That's our identity. That's who we are. We might be a little, as my son said, we might be a little throw, you know. We, we might not have it all together. We might not be like everybody else, but, but we are who we are. Because, see, when you, when you look at our foundation, the scripture pastor, he talks to the church in Philadelphia. He says, hey, he said, the people that's connected to this church, he said, they got a little strength. Okay, y'all ain't going to talk to me. He got a little strength. He said, but guess what? That little strength, that's enough for God to use. He said, because even in your little strength, you kept my name, you did not deny my name, and you kept my word. So the people that come to open door, they might be on one leg, running out of gas. They might be a little this, a little that. They might not be what everything else they can be where they can walk in somebody else's church and they get it all together. When they come to open door, it takes a little time. I, I heard I heard a first lady, uh, last name Dobbs, say one time we was at the leadership of the ministers and she said, see, we, we needed a place of refuge. 
Because we overcome. <laughs> we overcoming some stuff. Y'all ain't got to let that. Come on now. And so, so, but we, we come, we, 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 we got to grow. And so now Paul says, look, Paul says, look, we, we got to understand this. We, it's a lot of us, but we're one body. Stop with all this division. Stop with all of this. I don't care nothing about your background. He says, listen, you got to understand something. We, even though we are many, we're one body. And so it is in Christ. You might be a Greek. You might be a Jew. You might be a slave. You might be free. He said, but stop that. We are one body. Forget about Apollos. Forget about Paul. Forget about Stephen. Because you got to understand, Christ is the only one that died for us. He said, so let me send y'all this letter to get y'all back right again. Look at somebody say back right again. And I come to talk to the church tonight to tell the church we got to get back right again. We done let too much stuff sneak up in the church and creep up in the church and it's got us messed up. And so now we got to get back. Look at somebody say right again. Let me, let me, let me walk through this. And so Paul says, look, I done told y'all this. He said, but the first thing you got to understand is who brought us together and who put us in Christ. He says, for by one spirit. The first thing he wants us to understand about this church is that it has to be founded on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> look at somebody say the Holy Ghost. Yeah, he still real. Yeah, he still reigns. Yeah, he still needs to be a part of the church. I know we don't talk about it no more. I know you don't hear preachers on TV talking about it that much no more. But it still takes the Holy Ghost to live right. It still takes the Holy Ghost to be in the service and set the atmosphere. Yeah, bring on the houses, bring on the cars. But don't get so blessed materialistic that you forget to thank God for the Holy Ghost. Says the first thing you got to understand is it is the spirit that brought us together, the Holy Ghost. Look at somebody said, We got to have the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Holy Ghost. He said, We got you got to understand it is by one spirit. Notice he says, One spirit. He said, And, and the reason I believe he said one spirit because he knew it was a whole lot of stuff going on at Corinth at the time. And he wanted them to understand that all that stuff y'all were dealing with before you got in the church, them spirits ain't what brought you here. He says, one spirit in here. And so then he goes on and he says, by one spirit. He says, we were all baptized into one body. And so now what he does, Brother Fat, is he revisits in verse 13, he revisits the conversation that he heard about in chapter 1. When they were talking about, I was of this one, and I was of that one, and I was of this one. He said, no, 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 no. Don't be doing that. Because we've been baptized by the Spirit into one body. And he says, the Holy Spirit that baptized us. It's, it's Jesus that baptized us into this body. So don't be trying to say, it's somebody else. And then not only that, he says, watch this. He said, not only were we baptized. Look at somebody said, that ain't just enough. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't enough. It, it ain't just enough to join, oh, overcomers. It's not enough just to join open door and then just say, I'm, I'm a part of open door. But look at somebody say, you got to go past that. What, 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 what are you doing? What, where are you spiritually? 
Where, where are you spiritually? And so he says, by, for by one spirit we, all, we were all, somebody say all, baptized into one body. Whether, uh, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. Now stop right there. Because Paul takes time in his letter to write to us, and we can't miss it. He's telling us, when you look at it, what type of mindsets are in his church. He has people in his church from various backgrounds. He says, first of all, you got to understand, you might be Greek, but you can't act Greek. See, when I started to look at Greek, the Greek people, I learned a lot about the Greek people when I started to study this. And, but I wanted to break it down. Now, Greek people, they always seek wisdom. They want to be smart. They want to learn stuff. But, but one of the things I learned about the Greek mindset, the Greek mindset of people who thought they were better than one another. Watch this. They thought about being superior above one another at all times. So they, the Greeks, they, they, they wanted to be superior. I'm in charge. I'm over this ministry. I'm over this auxiliary. I'm in charge. Pastor told me to be over this. I'm over this. That's what the Greeks do. And then another Greek said, no, you ain't going to be over that because he told me to do this. So I'm over this. Don't that sound like church of the day? Stay with me. It's going to get good in a minute. I promise y'all, y'all looking at me all. It's going to get good in a minute. So we be talking. We're talking. 20, 23 years, they done dealt with some of this, huh? And so he says, he says, he says, so I'm, I'm Greek, so I'm over this and I'm over this. And so the Greeks like to fight each other. And so in the church, you got the Greeks that want to act like they ain't saved. And so he has to deal with them. And then one thing I learned about the Greeks is they conquered a, a isolated uh, coastline of the uh, Mediterranean, but they were unable, watch this, to establish a unified empire. So even though they conquered this land, this coastline around the, the uh, Mediterranean, they could not ever get it off the ground and establish a unified empire. So not only do you have a group of people who uh, want to fight because they want to be superior to one another, you're also dealing with a, a group of people who ain't never seen unity make nothing happen. So then, after you deal with them, now you got to deal with the Jews, God's special people. They're walking around in the church saying, but God, he chose us. We, we come out of Abraham, Abraham's seed. We, we the chosen ones. And so in these Jews, you got two sections. You got the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So now you got the Pharisees who believe that the people should be keeping the law of God as the scribes had interpreted it through the Old Testament. Then you turn around and you got the Sadducees who didn't believe in the body resurrection. So Paul got all these minds in his church. All of this going on in his church. And then on top of that, he got the slave. And the slave who had lost his liberty and was servant to another person. So now he having to deal with the slave called the slave got the slave mentality. And so he having to preach him and teach to him and spend time with him or her because he's having to change their thinking. 
because they're in a slave mentality. Even, you know, just like the children of Israel, even though they came out of the wilderness, they were still enslaved in their mind. They were free. They were in, in the desert. They had everything they wanted. They were being blessed. God was blessing them and moving for them, but they still had a mentality that was of slave mentality. Watch this, because when things got hard, they told Moses, you should have left us in Egypt. That's, that's, that's a dangerous mindset. And so he's dealing with that mindset. And then not only that, now he's dealing with the mindset of the slave. He's dealing with the mindset of the Jews and the Greeks. And now he has to deal with the mindset of the one that's free. And the one that's free, now he's free. He's understanding he's free. But he still, even though he's free, he still in his mind ain't real sure that he's free. And so Paul and all of his men and women, they are having to teach the gospel to them. And so as he begins to teach the gospel to them, what he says, he says there's one key element that has to help y'all to unify and understand no matter what your background is. He says, and that is the church at Corinth, we got to have the Holy Ghost. He said the Holy Ghost is the only thing that's going to unite us. It's the only thing that's going to bring us together. Now, there's other things that we can do, but the main thing is we got to be spiritual. Look at somebody and say, we have to be spiritual. It's, it's, it's time out for the church all the time being carnal. It's time out for us always arguing and fussing and fighting over small stuff. It's, it's time out for that. And so Paul was telling them, say, look, understand this, it's time for for us to change and to grow spiritually. And so now he says to him, he says, look, it's time for us to grow spiritually. He said, but in order to do this, in order to grow spiritually, you got to do something that was not said before. And he says, you got to drink from the spirit. In other words, you got to intake some stuff. So he says, when you understand and you begin to walk in the spirit, he says, we're going to know this because when you have the Holy Ghost, you no longer begin to allow carnality to rule. He said, carnality, it does not rule. He says, when you, when you drink of the spirit and you have the Holy Ghost, your chain, your thinking will begin to change. Your, your talking will begin to change. In other words, we have to understand that when we have the Holy Ghost, conviction comes. Look at somebody say, conviction. See, see, you have to be careful with people that say they say because say folks don't have no conviction. Okay, I'm about to get up in trouble here tonight. See, you have to understand something. Just because you open up your mouth and declare that you are saved, I done start, as long as I've been in this, I look past that as a pastor, and I look past that as a person that got to have the Holy Ghost, because people can say they're saved, but they ain't got no conviction. They, they can say they're saved and be in a same-sex relationship. They, they can say they're saved and be sitting up and doing like they're doing in the church, be saved and in the church, but then the stepson sleeping with the stepmama while the step while the dad are out working. And Paul said, that ain't supposed to be happening in the church. You can be saved and still doing stuff you ain't got no business doing. But Paul said, look at here. You got to go beyond talking about what's with your mouth. Paul said, but there has to be something in you. Look at somebody and say, don't just talk about it, but what is in you? 
Paul says something has to be in you because when something is in you, that's what's going to help you change. But you ain't going to change if you ain't got nothing in you. Okay, y'all looking at me like you're crazy. If you go to Acts chapter 19, the Bible says that they were now leave. They were in Ephesus and Paul was walking and he ran up on some Christian John's disciples and he asked them, say, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they say that we ain't even heard that there be a Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, when he laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. And I come to tell oh, overcomers tonight, and I come to tell open door that we got to get back to the point where we start seeking God for his Holy Ghost. And when we get the Holy Ghost and get his spirit back in the church, then look at somebody and say, all this other stuff that we have allowed to creep in the church, we'll be able to see it. Look at somebody and say, when we get the Holy Ghost, they can't creep in unaware. When they creep in, we'll be able to see them because the gift of discernment will begin to kick in. When we have the Holy Ghost, we'll be able, that mother will be able to see what's going on with that young girl. But the problem is, the church has become too carnal. Yes, we got cars. Yes, we got houses. Yes, we got money. Yes, we got faith. But look at somebody and say, but we done lost something. Whoa, y'all ain't. We done lost something. The church has lost something. We've lost something. And what we've lost is that fire. We've lost that zeal. We've lost that urgency. Now we have to be pumped and primed. But I remember that was a time when we came in the house of God. We didn't wait for the praise team. We didn't wait for the music. We came in. When we got out of our car, people were speaking in tongues in the parking lot. You didn't have to wait till you got in here and heard your song. They sang in my song today. No, you need to be singing your song in your car while you're on your way to church. Look at somebody and say, we got to get back to calling on the name of Jesus. Jesus all over again. Y'all ain't. Woo. Look at your neighbor say we got to have the key. He says it is my spirit that will bring all of these backgrounds together. I got to get up out of here. We got to finish this. And so he says that you have to understand that you got to have the Holy Ghost. It is only the Holy Ghost. It is only the Spirit of God that can bring Greeks and Jews and slaves and free together. Watch this, because Paul says in, in, over in Corinthians chapter 1, verse, verses 2 and 3, he says, y'all got to talk the same. You got to have the same mind. And in order to talk the same and have the same mind, look at somebody say, we got to have the same Spirit. You can't have your Spirit and I have my spirit. Watch this. You can't have so much of T.D. Jakes in you and not enough of Richard Dobbs and think you're going to be walking in one accord with overcomers. You cannot have all of Noah Jones in you and then don't want to have none of Richard Dobbs in you because he ain't preaching and turning that corner and flipping and doing all of this stuff. But look at somebody say, but Noah Jones ain't going to come see about you when you're in the hospital. But you better thank God that for 23 years, you don't have somebody laboring for you on your behalf. Paul says that you got to drink something. <laughs> Look at somebody say drink. You, you got to drink something. And he says what you got to drink is the spirit. 
And Jesus began to say to the disciples that I got to go. My time is up. He says, I got to go. He says, but I tell you something. I won't leave you comfortless. John 14, his, he, John, John 14, watch this. He says, when I leave, he says, but, but my Father in heaven, watch this, he says, he will give you another helper or another comforter. Mm. Watch this, he says, and this helper and this comforter, he says, he's going to abide with you forever. John 14, chapter 14, 16, and 17. He says, listen, that's going to be something different about the one that's about to be left now. That's going to be something different about this helper. That's going to be something different about this comforter. He's going to be with you every day of your life until you die. Jesus said, I'm about to go, but you're about to be blessed beyond measure. Open door. I come to tell you, overcomers, I come to tell you that same spirit that Jesus was talking about over there in John chapter 14. I come to tell you that right here in March 2018 on South Van Wert Road, look at somebody say, he's still here. Uh, look at somebody say, he's still here. And the way I know he's still here is because he's living on the inside of me. Is there anybody tonight, you know you got the Holy Ghost and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Woo! I said, said I wasn't going to do all this, but I can't talk about the Holy Ghost and not get excited. You know what he says? What's this? He says, notice this. He says, and the Holy Ghost, he called him. He says, he's the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. Look at him. I said, the truth got to be in you. If the truth ain't in you, you don't have the Holy Ghost. He said, because the character of the Holy Ghost is truth. He says he's going to tell you the truth. And not only will he tell you the truth, he's going to tell you. Watch this. He says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Watch this. He says, but you know him. Why, why do we know him, Jesus? For he dwells. With you, watch this, he changed it up. He says, not only does he dwell with you, but now he says, he's going to dwell in you. Here's somebody said, what's in you? Nothing. And I said, if you won't do What he says, he says, oh. and then John 14, 24 through 26, he says, he does not, he who does not love me, does not keep my words. And the word which he hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Now look at this unity Jesus is talking about. Jesus says, there's no way that you can call yourself a servant, a disciple, a saint of Christ, and not be unified. He says, and the reason is, is because I and my father, we're unified because he says we're one. He says we're one. And so if we're one, he says, just as my father and I are one, you can be one with us. Now, the way you're going to be one with us 
is the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, going to bring you in to fellowship with me and the Father. Okay, let me help you right quick. Come here, Jeff. Come here, come here Jeff. What, what? Deacon Kino left. He left. Come here, come here, brother. Come here. Real quick, Jeff. Brother Jeff, I'm going to call your daddy now. That's right. Come up here. And so what happens now, you, you're just going to be the father tonight. When you get back down, don't be trying to be God no more. So here it is. You got the father. Then you got Jesus. And Jesus says, me and my father, we're one. We're unified. Ain't no division here. Satan tried that and we handled that. But ain't nothing getting in here. And so now you got the Father and Jesus over there. And then you got the Holy Ghost just waiting on something to tell him what to do. And we miss that because Jesus says over there in John chapter 14, he says, hey, when the Holy Ghost comes, he ain't going to do nothing of his own. He's only going to say and do what he hears from me. And me is the word. And so when the Holy Ghost hears the word, that's when he moves. And so the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that the Holy Ghost was hoovering. But he wasn't doing nothing because he ain't heard nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to understand the power of unity. If you ain't heard nothing, don't do nothing. You and your Holy Ghost be still until you hear. Well, oh, y'all, I'm about to get in trouble up in here tonight. If the Holy Ghost ain't hearing Jesus, he ain't moving. And when you move without the Holy Ghost, look at somebody say, you on your own. And so now you got Jesus trying to give us the picture in Scripture. I got to say this, and I promise y'all I'm going to get out of here. You got to understand you got the Father and you got Jesus. And Jesus saying, okay, now, only way you're going to get to the Father you got to go through me. But you just can't go through me any kind of way. You can't get to me unless you get the key to get in the door. Y'all ain't y'all gonna get it before you leave. Look at somebody say the key. And so the key is the Holy Ghost. Watch this. He said, because when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, now he is the one, watch this, that draws. <laughs> he says, I'll draw them if I be lifted up. Oh, my God. He says, if I be lifted up above the earth, I will draw. Well, Jesus, how you draw? He says, I draw by being lifted up. Yes, I get the glory. Yes, I get the honor. But when I get lifted up, that means now it's time for the ministry of the Holy Ghost to start working. And so now it is the Holy Ghost that deals with you. Watch this. It is the Holy Ghost that dealt with you when you were doing that dope on Wednesday night. And he spoke to you. And you didn't know if it was the dope or the voice of God. But the next thing you know, that Sunday morning, you was in somebody's church giving your life to him, and you ain't been the same since. Look at your neighbor and say, you know you ain't been the same. Don't be sitting here trying to be bougie. Y'all making me work too hard tonight. It's 23 years. We got to go back and thank God for where he brought us from. We were messed up. We were jacked up. But the Holy Ghost is the one that spoke to us and drawed us. Woo! And so now he draws us. And the reason he draws us is because God now says to him, say, hey, go to Trent. It's time. He's going to drink himself to death if you don't go out there and get him. He's going to mess around and get something messing with them women. Go get it. 
And so why, I tell my testimony, so why I'm at Bobby Moore? I'm sorry. I started hearing what I thought was Mother Cooley's voice. But it wasn't Mother Cooley. It was the same God that spoke to her. Started to speak to me. And so one Wednesday, me and my homeboy, riding in my girl, who's now my wife's car, on a Wednesday night, decided to go to church. We were listening to V103. Going to church. Okay, y'all ain't, y'all ain't. I ain't standing none of y'all. I'm talking about me. And even though I was listening to V103, something was drawing me to the church house. So y'all ain't going to talk to me. And it wasn't no LL Cool J neither. But look at somebody say, well, God going through all of that mess and was drawing me to go down Columbia Drive and go in on a Wednesday night and hear an old country preacher from South Carolina lay hands on me. And when I got up out the floor, look at your neighbor say, his life ain't never been the same. High five your neighbor and say, neighbor, when the Holy Ghost got a hold of me, I ain't been the same since. So I got to leave y'all with this. And so now he says, the Father now I want He says, but hey, I'm going to send you another comforter. I'm going to send you another help because I'm about to go. He said, but I ain't going to leave you. This one's going to be with you always. He says, he's going to draw you. And so now Jesus tells the Holy Ghost, oh, Speak to him. Oh, yeah. Come here, boy. Come here. Come here. On the second row. Come here. Yeah, come here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, come here. Uh-huh. Uh, can I have 10 more minutes? And so what happens is now, now, go on the phone. Jesus is over here. He out here doing everything he big and bad enough to do. Doing all kinds. Whatever you were doing. You ain't got to tell nobody now. Whatever he was doing, he was doing it. So Jesus, who was all-knowing, but he was only all-knowing because of God and the Spirit that was in him. He was all-knowing, but he wasn't omnipresent. He couldn't be everywhere at the same time. But he was all-knowing, and the only reason he was all-knowing is because the Holy Ghost revealed things to him because all of them was in tune. So he knew what the Father was saying. And so here it is now. Where you from? Alabama. When you got saved, where were you? You was in Georgia. What part of Georgia? Carolina. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Harrison County. Okay. So listen at this now. Now watch this. You and Bremer. Right? Okay, okay. Stand right there. Stand right there. Stand right there. Now what were you what were, where you received the Holy Ghost? Where were you at when you received the Holy Ghost? Where, you was in Carroll Carroll County. Okay, you right there. Who you, you was in you was in Devonsville, right? Stand right there. You was in Devonsville. I'm going to show y'all how the Holy Ghost works. We're going to be done. We're going to be done, I promise you. The Holy Ghost. Where, where were you at when you got saved? I want somebody who, where you been at? Tennessee somewhere up through young? Where were you from? Where were you from? Come here, Tennessee. Come here. Tennessee, you get right there. Mississippi. Mississippi. You're Mississippi, right? Come here, Mississippi. Come here, Mississippi. So watch this now. Jesus couldn't be in Tennessee, Douglasville, Mississippi, Carrollton and Bremen at the same time. Because if he is over here, come on, Jesus, in Tennessee, he taking care of business in Tennessee. And Mary Martha got upset because he went in Douglasville 
And so one of them, when he did get here, said, if you had been here, my brother. But he said, don't be upset. I had to delay because God wanted to get the glory. And so now she's upset. He says, he says, he said, because he said, you know, you're going to see him again. She said, I know I'll see him on the resurrection. He said, no, you don't understand. You talking to the resurrection. And so now he said, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. And so now he has to go and he bypassed Mississippi, bypassed Carrollton, he bypassed Bremen. He now dies on the cross and he goes back and now he's back sitting at the right hand of the father. But he tells them, I'm leaving, but I'm sending you somebody else. Watch this. And he will be omnipresent and all know. He said, so what you need to understand is we got to appreciate Jesus and his ministry. Look at somebody say, don't ever take away from that. No, no, no. That's a bad thing to do. But we got to learn to appreciate the ministry of the Holy Ghost because it was the Holy Ghost that was now while Jesus was here, while he was over in Bremen doing his crazy stuff. And she was in Carrollton doing her crazy stuff. And she was in Mississippi doing her crazy stuff. And she was in Douglasville doing her crazy stuff. And she was in Tennessee doing heart rate crazy stuff. And so what happened was the voice of Jesus spoke to me, who is the Holy Ghost, and he said, now go save Tennessee, Douglasville, Mississippi, Carrollton, and Bremer, and watch this. He said, save them at the same time. So she was at a church, and 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 he was at a church. One Wednesday night, and the Holy Ghost hit them all, and they've been living for God the same time. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, appreciate the key to unity. Thank you. The Holy Ghost, he says, he was there. He says, the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father was sent, watch this, in my name. He will teach you. Teach you what? All things. And watch what he'll do. He said, he'll bring all things back to your remembrance. Can you remember when you forgot that scripture and you were trying to think of that scripture and you just couldn't think it and you were riding down the road and that thing hit you in the back of the head and the Holy Ghost said, you remember? That's it right there. Hallelujah. He said, he'll bring it back to your remembrance. You're going through something and the next thing you know, the Holy Ghost will tell you, what did your pastor say? What was the word that he preached on Sunday? What did the bishop say? You pulled mouth at. But we were told that supernatural blessings were headed our way. You got to believe that God is about to do something in this season. If we get on one accord. High five your neighbor. Say neighbor, get on one accord. Finally leave you with this and we go home with this. He says, you got to drink into one spirit. Paul grabs that from Jesus. John chapter 7, verses 37 and 39. Jesus says to the Pharisees, he says, if anyone thirst, anyone Greek, anyone Jew, anyone slave, anyone free, 
anyone Jew, anyone Greek, anyone slave, anyone free, anyone the ear, anyone the eye, anyone the foot, anyone the hand, anyone the eye, anyone the nose. He says, if you drink of the Spirit, you're going to be one body. Even though we're many, we're one body. And so he says, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly. <laughs> oh, Grandma, Mother Cooley used to play with me. She'd say, Preacher, you figured out what the overflow was? I said, no, ma'am. She said, keep reading. I'm thinking the overflow of money. She said, no, I'll keep reading. You'll understand what the overflow is after a while. And so one night I was in prayer, and I was studying, and I stumbled up on this. And look at what he says. He says, but he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly or his heart, watch this, will flow rivers of living water. Look at somebody say, if you want to flow out of it, you got to drink it first. Ah, y'all will get that when you get on. Paul said we were we've been drinking into this thing. He said, when you drink it, it'll flow back out of you. Watch what he says. He said it'll flow out of you. He says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Watch this. For the Holy Ghost of the Holy Spirit was not yet given. But he told him, he said, if you're thirsty, <laughs> drink of the spirit. Drink of the Spirit. Something starts stirring up in you. And out of your belly shall flow. He said, rivers of living water. I can't I got time to deal with it. <clears throat> but that living water was the Holy Ghost bubbling up in you. And Paul begins to talk about it over there in Romans when he talks about that tongue. That unknown language flowing and bubbling out of you. But not only that, if you allow it to come out of you, if you drink it and allow it to get in you, I promise you, saints, that we will be unified despite our backgrounds. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.